Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Back in September, we did an episode about CRISPR, the genetic engineering tool that's based on how bacteria protect themselves from viruses. Often compared to a pair of molecular scissors, a CRISPR uses specialized proteins called CAS, a short for CRISPR-associated enzymes, to cut strands of DNA or RNA at a precise, pre-programmed location. Then, the system can insert or remove the desired gene at that site, and voila, gene-edited organism. Today, we wanted to talk about a few ways the technology is being experimented with. For example, growing spicy tomatoes and decaf coffee beans. Imagine biting into a vine-ripened tomato. What flavors come to mind? Uh, Sweet, uh, bright, maybe a little savory? What about spicy? Thanks to an international team of geneticists, that might be the future flavor profile of some tomatoes. Researchers in Brazil and Ireland have proposed CRISPR as a means of activating dormant capsaicinoid genes in tomato plants, uh, the same genetic sequence that gives chilies their kick. In addition to creating the perfect Bloody Mary, the plants promise an economical alternative to traditional peppers, which are notoriously tricky to grow. A CRISPR can also offer a boost to your daily breakfast routine, or rather, take the boost away. A United Kingdom company is currently developing a coffee bean engineered to grow caffeine-free. That's a big deal, because today's coffee beans have to be chemically decaffeinated, usually by soaking them in ethyl acetate or methylene chloride. This harsh chemical bath strips out both the beans' caffeine and some of their flavor. CRISPR coffee promises a jitter-free cup of joe, with all the roasty goodness of full calf. But what about no-hangover wine? If you've ever wished you could have a night out on the town without suffering a head-splitting hangover the next morning, you might be in luck. A team of scientists at the University of Illinois have used their genetic scissors to boost the health benefits of a strain of yeast that's used to ferment wine, and they've snipped out the genes responsible for next-day headaches. Saccharomyces cerevisiae, the yeast in question, is a polyploid organism, meaning that it has many copies of every gene, as opposed to the sometimes-usual two. This feature makes the yeast both highly adaptable and extremely difficult to genetically engineer using older methods, which could only target one copy of a gene at a time. But CRISPR allows genetic engineers to cut across every single version of a gene in one go. Using it, the Illinois team was able to boost the amount of heart-healthy resveratrol in their wine while leaving the hangover on the cutting room floor. Of course, altering plants is one thing. What about animals? Let's look at the thorny case of horns in cattle. When it comes to cattle farming, horns are usually a no-go. On a fully grown bull, they pose danger to the farmer, the other cattle, and occasionally to the animal itself. Traditionally, farm-raised cattle are dehorned by annihilating the horn-producing cells on the animal's forehead, located on two bony protuberances called horn buds. The buds are destroyed by one of several different painful means, by cutting them out with knives or by applying hot irons, electricity, or caustic substances like sodium hydroxide. These practices can sometimes lead to facial disfigurement or eye damage, but CRISPR might just offer a more ethical alternative. Using CRISPR, scientists have engineered a gene for hornlessness in cattle, effectively eliminating the need for horn removal procedures in those animals. 
even more interestingly, some of these gene-edited bulls have been able to pass the trait on to their offspring, which is crucial for keeping the trait in population circulation. In scientific circles, this has been seen as a potentially huge success story. Historically, the general public has had less enthusiasm for gene-tweaked crops and livestock, although recent research suggests that those attitudes may be changing. But what if CRISPR were used for something a little less Charlotte's Web and a little more Jurassic Park? Perhaps the most far-out use for CRISPR at the moment is its potential to bring back entire species from the dead. And right now, there's serious talk about resurrecting one particular species, the passenger pigeon. Passenger pigeons used to rove the forests of North America in flocks hundreds of millions strong, darkening the skies and thundering through woods in what conservationist Aldo Leopold described as a feathered tempest. However, that started to change in the 18th and 19th centuries as European colonists radiated across the continent. In addition to being ubiquitous, passenger pigeons had the unfortunate quality of being delicious. They were hunted in mass by hungry Euro-Americans, both for food and sport. This probably wouldn't have been as devastating to the bird's total population, except that colonists simultaneously destroyed much of their nesting grounds. This brutal combination drove the species into steep decline by the early 20th century. The last known passenger pigeon, a bird named Martha, died in captivity in 1914. Now, scientists are looking to CRISPR as a way to bring these iconic birds back. A California-based biotech organization called Revive and Restore has a dedicated passenger pigeon project, which aims to reestablish the species by modifying the genome of the closely related band-tailed pigeon. If successful, the group says, they could use this approach to resurrect all kinds of extinct or critically endangered creatures, from the black-footed ferret to the woolly mammoth. Whether or not they should is, of course, still a matter of some debate. But there's no denying that CRISPR has brought the stuff of science fiction into the realm of the potentially possible. Today's episode is based on the article, Spicy Tomatoes, Hangover-Proof Wine, Is There Anything CRISPR Can't Do? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Joanna Thompson. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 